Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Ferry Funders. Welcome to episode number seven. Uh, we are just after finishing off the British Open here on, uh, was it yesterday? So, um, wasn't the greatest of weeks for us as as a collective. Uh, some more than others, aka Donny. Um, but it was it, it was a great uh, weekend. Um, you know, fair play to uh, Colin who went out there and absolutely dominated on his second ever time playing a Lynx course. Didn't miss um, the cost, did he? Yeah, he didn't miss the cut either. That's another one, another notch to the belt. Um, well, here you go. So, so my two last week, my my funky bet ended up being Colin Morikawa to miss the cut in nine to four, and my will not win came second. <laughs> you got the one two, the dreaded I, I, one two. Yeah, so I would like to like wholeheartedly apologize to anybody who follows this podcast and thinks that I know things that other people don't about picking golfers because I had an absolute shocker. Um, I had most of my marbles on John Ram. In fairness to him, he had a stone cold putter. He hit the ball so well, especially on Sunday. He missed four t- ten footers. He just went pin seeking. Obviously, it's not a closer, Danny. That's his problem. <laughs> oh, here we I go mean, again. He could have easily, easily birdied the last six, and he would have missed by. He still would have missed by two. In fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, and my not to win. I'm gonna take Spieth. Maybe tracking and Jordan Spieth. Wakes it up with an eagle. That took at least a couple breaks. We're going to back JT at 18 to 1. Oh, oh my oh words. My oh, tell us. That was the one that I liked more than any other. Um, didn't like speed. He's He hasn't played since the US Open. Ethan, the seventh with the second. Got to be licking his chops here. That is a beauty. I couldn't take speed. Um, Brooks have run out of steam in these majors. Uh, Kepka from 101. Great birdie opportunity here for Brooks Kepka. And he delivers. Um, so, first pick is obviously my dude, my man, John Ram. He's a monster. I think he could actually win by a wide margin. I think he could. Anyone who says he's not worth 7 to 1 is not paying attention. At 11, Ram for birdie. Oh. Less than driver. The fairway wood. The last thing to mention, the uh, the Barbasol and our very own Waterford man, Seamus Power. Is I love me county, you know. We love- 16 to 1 favourite. Yeah. My funky bet. That'd be, again, that'd be my funky bet. Seamus Power to win the Barbasol. I don't want to leave the people of Waterford home, you know, because... Seamus Power is a first-time winner on the PGA Tour. Found the power in bluegrass country to win the Barbasol Championship. But he did, show up. he did prove that, listen, 
what Morikawa did was pretty exceptional. We dig into it, and I'm so impressed with the guy in so many ways. Um, and he, I'm a big fan. He's made a real fan out of me this week. Um, even you though not, I, I'd love to hear anybody that doesn't like Callum oh, Morikawa. Yeah, I'd love to hear their oh reason. He's just like, a classy, great golfer, great guy. By the looks of it, nice misses as well, which is always a plus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just just an all round superstar. He's just so um, humble and gracious. And like something that really stuck with me was when he gets given the microphone and he's got the claret jug in his hand, the first thing that he does is cede the stage to Matthias Smith, who'd won the silver medal. And, and, and he, you know, in front of the world said, congratulations, this is a huge moment in your career, kick on now. And offered the guy some sincere like encouragement and, and hopefully like that guy's trajectory now goes up and up. But just such a gracious winner, such a deserving winner. Um, his iron play is just, it is Tiger-like. It really is. I mean, they don't seem to have the depth of, of analysis and data that's gathered in the PGA Tour now isn't what, is, is far more than what it was when Tiger was around. But I would I would love to get, I've got some comparison on Murakow's iron play versus Tiger's because it's just outrageous. Yeah, it's so consistent. It's every week he's inside the top ten of strokes gained approach. It's just there's no stopping the guy. It's just with him the same as always. Is, is can he can he knock the pots in? And he made some unbelievable pots. One of the the par, one of them was a twelve foot, thirteen foot pot for par in the back nine at a key key stage. And he as well, bombed it into the back of the cup. It's just it was incredible. And uh, like I think if he can sort the putter out and because uh, did you show me a stat, Donny, that he was outside the top hundred in total putting? Or did I so, see that total um, putting? And last week he was number yeah, one in the field. And there you go. 172nd this season in putting, strokes game putting, and he was first at Royal St. George's. There you go. Jesus, if if he can even make himself a top 50 putter, he'll win. I don't, I don't even know how much. There's, there's just no stopping the guy if he can. He needs to settle on a on a, a formula for putting because you notice yeah. he's, got a, he's got a cack hand, he's got a saw grip, and he's got a traditional grip. That he seems to interchange. Yeah, he can't be doing depending that. on the length of the put or the break in the put. Now, <laughs> as far as the statistics say, that doesn't seem to be a winning formula right now. Um, obviously, this week, the week just gone aside. But yeah, if as you say, Steve, if he can become a more consistent putter, the sky really is the limit with this dude. A couple of stats to throw at you about Morikawa: first player in the history of this sport to win two majors on his debut. That's just outrageous. And then to win the PGA and the Open before 25, there's only one other guy who's done that. Who is? Tiger. Correct. Some just stunning statistics and history made from, from Morikawa this week. And more power to him. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of his now. Yep. Really yeah. And then we had Jordan Speed coming up just short. The guy who absolutely was not going to win, Donny, uh, came up to a short in second place. Played well. It's good to see him back. and Like, again, those two picks, when you look back at it in, in hindsight, speed, obviously, he's going to be up there. It's the open, great open record. Morikawa, obviously, he's going to contend because he's a great iron player. But just two guys that I couldn't have picked out, to be honest. I don't know if they were if they were on the shortlist for you at all. I, I, I was looking at speed. I've always I've always backed speed in, in things. I just... I just didn't see enough of him this season. Obviously, that was a foolish thing to think. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was... Um, he definitely was close for me, but 
I didn't think he would have performed that well personally. I, I seem to invent some sort of causality between him not playing between the US Open and the Open Championship and that being a negative. Where I got that, I don't actually know. I think I just wanted to fade Spieth. Um, and I don't even know what the reason was. I mean, I don't have much of a defense this week because two one guy I said would miss the cut, he won it. The other guy I said definitely would miss the second. That's almost Badly. as bad as you get. I did the guy I the guy I picked came third, but you know, whatever, he's world number one. Um, but with the two guys with more cow and speed, if the wind if the wind had blowed and protected that Lynx golf course as it has to to avoid a kind of the birdie fest that we saw on Sunday, um it should have taken those two guys out of the reckoning. Now, I don't know if it would have done. Like, you know, the wind just didn't blow on the weekend at all. No, Both days were super gettable. The RNA hid the pins on Saturday as best they possibly could because the scoring was outrageous. Um, and there's just no defense telling Scalf when the wind doesn't blow and you can't legislate for it. And the forecast was giving gusts of up to 25 mile an hour. I don't know. Like, I just, I hope St. Andrews next year goes back to difficult conditions and we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. There, there are guys that it really suits and um, I don't think Speed or Morikawa would be that in windy conditions. Mm, hard to know. Well, Speed Speed has won it in windy conditions, doesn't he, back in... It's actually a fair point about Speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more so about Morikawa, but yeah. then again... He hits Who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. You just can't way. underestimate the guy. Yeah, I'm sure he can adapt and, irons, and adjust. Yeah. And uh, Louis didn't get it done again. In a, any insight into what's going on with him? He's just do you know what it is. He's he's a first and second round player. He's the best player in the world Thursday. He's he's the best player in the world Thursday Fridays in majors, and then just shits the bed. He you see. I think he doesn't even shit Louis. the bed. He doesn't because it's not like. He, no, he doesn't. He disappears off the leaderboard. He comes third or second, but it's yeah, just... Yeah, he just doesn't have another gear. No. Because if you look at his swing, he's got this He's got this beautiful, languid, up-and-down swing. Very little can go wrong. But I, there's, there's no extra gear that he has, you know? And it's, and it's a real shame because he deserves to have more majors. I thought he'd win on Sunday. Going into Sunday, I thought he'd get it done for the fact that he'd been there already. He already had a claret jug. The, the, I mean, the, the pressure of history wasn't really weighing on his shoulders as much as it might be for other majors. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just a shame. Just a He's real shame. Going Such back to St. Andrews good. next year as well to defend at the at St. Andrews. So he's going to be a, he might be a early anti-post <laughs> yeah, uh, for ne- next out. year. Yeah, because I'm sure he'll go off. In, he has to go off in the top. Well, it depends on form, but. I'm sure he'll be in the top 10 at a betting next year if he's not already. So yeah. might, that might be one to throw in the diary. And yeah. uh, others in the top 10, we had Brooksy obviously doing his thing at majors. Mac Hughes from Canada got in there, minus eight. And uh, fucking Corey Connors broke my heart on Sunday. Three yeah. over par. He, he was four over for the back nine. hundred to one would have been a nice, sweet place at 20s. Pay, would have paid for the week and then some and decides to, to go and bottle it. But yeah, a bit of a frustrating one, and Shane yeah. Lowry as well finishing one one shot outside the places too. So, yeah, yes, but it was fantastic to see Shane Lowry put up such a great defense 
and to almost wrap up his Ryder Cup spot. Now, we all know who was getting picked if Larry hadn't qualified automatically, but I think for his confidence and self-belief and, and going into a, a, a Ryder Cup debut, to be there on merit, he obviously got very unlucky that he would have easily qualified had it been last year, being a major champion. But uh, it was great to see him defend so well. It was great to see him play so well. Um, and I can't wait to see him tee it up now in the Ryder Cup. It's going to be awesome. And yeah. him, and even going into the to the Olympics, surely that that'll give him a, a decent boost. Like, I would think so. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we had the only man to, to get a place proved, Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger, Han, Han the fucking Berger, lad. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I looked at the leaderboards Thursday and nearly just turned off my phone. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was a few people who did decent, had a decent start for me. Uh, Nyman actually had a decent start. I think if this started like two or three under, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, he can do it. Shat the bed Friday. Um, Thomas Dedry missed the cut. Mm. Um, and there was a few people kind of hovering around, maybe giving me a chance, but no, it ended up being being good old Daniel Berger. So fair play to him. Also, I just want to comment on Brooks Kepka coming out of nowhere on on the late late Saturday, early Sunday, just rising yeah. through the uh, people. Fair play to him. Big last round, sixty five. Last round. So yeah, I think he's um, who is actually representing the US? By the way, I actually don't know at the Olympics. It's- Thomas, Shambo, Morikawa, and I believe Kepka. What a squad that is. That's ridiculous. So the the qualification parameters are the top 15 in the world rankings at whatever date um, it was set. Those top 15 qualify, but you can only have a max of four from one country. So someone like Patrick Reed is probably not in the top 15 in the minute, or Xander. Um, Xander missed out because it would, he had Thomas, Bryson, Morikawa and Kepka above him Jesus Interesting. Yeah. Any other takes from the Open? I know my my big uh, bowl pick of the week didn't really show up, Rory McIlroy um, Shock he, he, he was he had signs, he had <laughs> hints of him getting so I don't, I actually don't I just, I just I just love I, I, just, I just love jiving him that's all he hinted at showing up there on Friday a little bit. He bounced back with a decent mm. round and then just couldn't, couldn't get anything going. Missed a shit ton of pots from what I could see. And I, I don't know, the game was just off. But who knows that the weight okay goes on. Though, because 2025 is his year, lads. So, the same <laughs> yeah. year. so 2025, in terms of major venues, it's probably going back to Port Rush. That's not confirmed yet. Um, but the... PGA is at Quail Hollow, which he loves. And then I think Oakmount is the US Open. And I believe Oakmount is where Shane Larry had a four-shot lead going into Sunday in the US mm. Open. So, Poor fellow won't want to remember that. Yeah, yeah. But, but think, hopefully uh, ahead. You think that uh, McIlroy will still have interest in uh, golf in a, in a four years' time? Of course he will. Yes. Super <laughs> question, bro. Uh, uh, just Rory. There's this sort of poll that's doing the rounds would be interested to get your guys' takes on it. If you were to take Ram, Morikawa, Kepka, McElroy, who ends up with the most majors? If you were to ask me that three years ago, I would have said Rory. Yeah, and, and given, all right, Kepka has four, Rory has four, Ram has one, Morikawa has two. It's for me, it's probably hard to see past Kepka, honestly. I was thinking the same. I think Kepka 
and as my dark horse shout, I would say Morikawa. I, I, I would think, but Jesus, you've gone full three sixty on Ram, haven't you? No, like, no, last, I do think I do oh, think that Ram is winning. Ago, I think Ram is winning loads of majors. He's going to win four majors by twenty twenty two, and I think we could this, be, that, the other thing. I think we could be in an era where where Kepka could win seven, Ram could win six, Morikawa could win. Seven. That's like, what I'm saying as well. Yeah. That good. And also, Colin Morikawa is now qualified for the Open until 2057. <laughs> Good. He'll show up as well. Got a few as chances, an, I reckon. As an Jesus. old man, teleports over to fucking wherever it is. What age is he, by the way, lads? What, what age is he? 24. 24. Whew. That's young to have one. Yeah, Unbelievably like impressive. You said, as, as you said earlier, yeah. Steve. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Such, such an impressive dude. My biggest takeaway from that week was... We all knew how good he was. I actually didn't realize how good a bloke he is. He's yeah. a legend. A big, big yeah. love for Colin Morikawa. Like you're a, he, the guy's a, a real star in he every kind of way. Hundred percent. Well, now that we have the the minor event of the week done, why don't we move over to the big event, which is the, <laughs> the Barbasol Championship, <laughs> where uh, County Waterford native Seamus Power got his first PGA victory after. Such a good streak of uh, of wins over the last, or not wins, of performances over the last month or so. Just absolutely shredding things up on the golf course. And finally, in uh, I don't know, did any of you see the playoff last night at all, boys? Or? I, I, I actually didn't, to be honest now. I was just back from the cottage. I was sleep deprived, so I went straight to bed, unfortunately. <laughs> but I was I was following along, and I also saw you like texting saying that he'd made it into the uh, playoff. I what, 21 under, was it? 21 under, yeah. And yeah. Th- it was a six-hole playoff. And the first playoff hole... Uh, Seamus Power missed the green to the right in the, the green side rough and uh, JT Poston was on the green with about 15 foot to uh, to go so Seamus Power was up first chipped it from off the green into into the hole for birdie and then Poston goes and knocks in his putt for birdie so yeah. the, the balls to show to be able to step up with a to get your first PGA Tour win to stay in a playoff and just dunk a, a wedge in from off the green is absolutely unbelievable. So outrageous. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go back and look at it. It was just absolute classroom. He just never looked like he was going to lose after that point. It was like, no matter what happens, I'm going to deal with it and uh, and get through it. So yeah, another another win for the pod, a win for win for Seamus Power. And so uh, a happy Sunday all around for myself after the yeah, well played, well the played. anger of the open not going not going right. But it turns around quick. So I gotta say, he's, I, 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 sorry. I was gonna say he's he's kind of on the edge of Cork, though, isn't he? He lives pretty close. No, to no, water, he's so. he's a proud, <laughs> proud Waterford man. Well, lads, I he's have glass. terrible news. I have terrible, terrible news about Seamus Power. Go onto Twitter and listen to his interview after he won. I I was watching it. Yeah, he has a twang. He has a twang. There's six percent Waterford accent left in him. No. Really? He's no, a, I'd say like, twenty five. He went to uh, Tennessee for for our college, like so. Yeah, and he's now thirty four years old, so he's he's been living in the states for. And he's like oh, yeah, years. No. He he lives in Charlotte, like so. He's been it's a likely in North Carolina. He's he's gonna yeah. have a fair twang with him. It's a funny L. It's a funny L amalgamation though of, um, yeah, of kind of, uh, well, yeah, I suppose Tennessee dominance and just his Americanisms, and then the. Did a little bit of Waterford still exist? Still lots of Waterford. Now I could as a as a local Waterford man, I could hear it 
here are coming out. Maybe you guys not as cultured wouldn't wouldn't have picked up on it. <laughs> so what? He Did was he like, say? "Oh, how are you going to celebrate this?" He's like, "I'm going to grab a couple of beers with the boys and uh, a blah." Like, do you mean no. like what 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 did he say? Like, <laughs> no, that was it exactly. Yeah, that was it. A few beers. <laughs> that was exactly what he said. Yeah. Few blahs. Okay, blahs on blahs. it. <laughs> I'll play a little snippet for you if you want. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's an incredible day. Um, yeah, I mean, I started out knowing that I was going to need a low one. Didn't to be honest, I didn't think five under would be low enough. Um, but yeah, I was able to pick one up on the last. Sorry, uh, able to pick one up on the last, squeeze into a playoff, and then yeah, eventually kind of uh, pull through there. After you know, the first all there was very exciting to get a, get the chip in. Obviously, JT to follow you in. You're you're trying to tell yourself he's going to make it, but you know, deep down, there's a little bit of you that's already kind of thinking ahead. But yeah, I mean, I was able to just kind of stay patient enough there, and just you know, JT obviously was unfortunate to make one mistake, and yeah, I was I was able to just take advantage. But yeah, I mean, unbelievable day. I mean, you know, career changing, life changing, all that kind of good stuff. So I mean, it's not going to sink in for a while, but it's an amazing day. Who is GMAC? Uh, I don't know. Um, he's Irish. He plays a little golf. He drinks the odd beer from time to time, he likes to hang out and uh, just kind of be himself really. Just hanging out really, you know, I mean, uh, golf's such a, such a busy life out there, I just love to come home and chill out, drink a couple of beers and relax. And the last, the last thing I'll bring up about Seamus Power, boys, Seamus Power, Ryder Cup pick? I think so. No, surely not. Can we, can we start the debate? Because Seamus oh, Power is yeah. a seasoned... Well a seasoned PGA Tour professional at this point and it's it's a it's a home soil Ryder Cup for the US so would you not want to get a guy who's stationed in the US who's just won who hits the ball a mile who obviously has bottle because he chipped chipped it in on the first playoff hole Harrington being Irish power being Irish yeah. I don't know maybe get oh, if I can get odds if dude, I can get odds on a power power Ryder Cup rude, a rude hot take that is that's there a steaming hot take yeah why not? Power for the Ryder Cup team. He goes on a charge for the FedEx. If he can get something going in the FedEx Cup playoffs, then then look out because power power will maybe get a call from from Paddy Harrington. Well, let's well well without diving into it because we will absolutely be pouring over the Ryder Cup in the coming weeks. But you've got three picks. Two of them are already have uh, names assigned to them, in my view. And that is Ian Poulter gets a pick, Sergio Garcia gets a pick. So you've one left. Oh, to be fair, right? I wholeheartedly agree with that Ian Poulter, right? One one of the best Raider Cup players, in my opinion, of all time. And he can still Definitely. do it. He's actually best competitor. But playing really well. Sergio Garcia can fucking take a run and jump in in my opinion. Like Raider Cup legend. He's a Raider Cup legend as well, but <sighs> I don't know, man. I really don't. And so look, the, uh, I don't know. The guy I'd be really, really tempted to take as my third pick would be Bobby McIntyre. I'd rather shame his power than Bobby Mac in, <laughs> whist- in Whistling Straits. Long golf course. Big because hitters. it's in the US, I actually agree with Steve there. Like, he's grown up in the States. He's played all those. Co- like, not that McIntyre hasn't, but I think it, I, I don't think it's 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 necessarily a bad shoot. Oh, well, now, like, let's let's... There's a bit of facetiousness in that shit, though. Let's be honest. I, no, I'm. I'm being genuine. Like, I, I, if I was Ryder Cup captain and a two-time major winner in Paddy Harrington, I, I'd pick a three-time major winner. Yeah. Uh, I'd pick Seamus Power. I'd pick Seamus Power over Sergio Garcia, and I, I'm not. I'm not even remotely joking about that. I genuinely would. 
Oh, one for the listeners. One for the listener. I yeah. think you should start a poll. Yes, no, Seamus Power Ryder cup pick. Or or who would you pick? Like and forget about Polter because he's probably in doing all. He is, yeah, Polter. I think like, I think Polter and Garcia are, are, and are nailed on. Power Garcia and then other people can co- comment underneath what what they think. I'll comment and say Power. <laughs> one one vote. If, if I'll tell you what, if Seamus Power now goes and contends a FedEx, he might need to win a FedEx event. If he wins one, he's in, surely. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, hang on, right. I'm having a look at the let's have a look at the world points list because European points list isn't going to help us out. So the top ranked guy who's outside of that right now. So Victor Perez is 10th. McIntyre, Migliozzi, Weisberger, Polter, Garcia, Justin Rose, but he's in on the world points. 17th is Detry, then Willett, Wallace, Bland, uh, Rafa, Entire Schwab, Naren. Uh, Harrington's 28th, and I'm still to come across Seamus Power's name. On the world point list. This is... The world so he doesn't point play list. in Europe. I'm on the world points list, and I still haven't come across his name. Maybe it's not updated from yesterday. Yeah, that, it probably isn't, to be fair. But, I mean, he's so far away from, in terms of the, a meritocracy. Okay, well, I have Seamus Power as 113th on the current list I have. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just saying. Must be outdated. Oh, Listen, Lord. we could debate this all day, but we'll, uh, we'll put it out to the listeners, see what they think. Yeah, well, for me right now, it's and it'll not change. Polter Garcia are in, and Bobby Mack would be my third pick. I like a wild card. Mm. Mm. The US have six picks, six qualifying, six picks. Um, anyway, we shall move on, I guess. Talk about yeah. try and bounce back and have a better week this week, shall we? Speak for yourself, Donny. That, that's. <laughs> I wasn't. I shouldn't have spoken for the group. No, Steve, it's all right. That's it's fine. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, so, do you want to start in Europe or do you want to start in the states? I suppose we'll start in Europe, maybe. Start in Europe. All right. Nice little trip to Wales for the boys. Um. So the Welsh Open is taking place in Celtic Manor Resort, the famous Celtic Manor course where the Ryder Cup was uh, back in the day. And it's hosted a bunch of golf tournaments, so there should be should be plenty of recent course form up there. This particular- twelve footer and some cold beers. Cold beers, exactly. <laughs> this uh, this uh, particular tournament. So they played it every year from two thousand up to two thousand and fourteen, and then they went on a six year hiatus, and now they came back. Uh, last year for the 2020 version of it, uh, which was won by Romain Langask last year at minus eight, and Sammy Valamaki was runner-up at minus six. Um, so it's a uh, par 71, it's 7,315 yards in distance, and this year, interesting start of the week, the event is backed by football superstar Garrett Bale, so it's the Kazoo Welch Open in association with Garrett Bale. So there you go. Yeah, it's pretty funny, isn't it? The fact yeah, that like well, Bale literally gives more of a fuck about golf than he does his actual career is pretty yeah. funny. The funniest part of it is how unbelievably unsurprising it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wales, golf, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wales Golf Madrid. Yeah, Wales Golf Madrid. 
And uh, so the, the betting is, it's just a terrible field, to be honest, yeah, which you'd probably cool. expect the week after um, a major. But so we have Matt Wallace at the, as nine to one favorite, which I think says, says a lot. Sam Horsfield, who hasn't hit a golf shot well in the last four weeks, is 12 to one. Harding, 16 to one. Aaron Roy, who was 250 to one last week, Donnie. He's he did 16. well. He did well, in fairness to him. Yeah, but he's he, 16 he to one. 16 to one. Laurie Cantor. 20 to 1, Jordan Smith, 22s, and, and so on. Uh, so to be honest, I don't have a fancy in this myself. Just quickly, if, if I was going to back anyone, um, I'd probably take a look at Jack Senior, who's been playing some good golf lately, and he's 90 to 1. Uh, first round leader in the Scottish Open, and he was playing well in the Open, so I, I might have a couple of pennies each way on him, but nothing that I want to commit to put it down on in writing. So, um, Brew, I think you had a couple of people. I have two picks and one of them is going to make Steve laugh very hard um, because my first pick is Sam's Horsfield because oh, I do no. think he's going to bounce back. I have <laughs> Sam a hasn't hit a golf ball back. in four weeks, hasn't. Horsfield. And the last time he did, he absolutely shat the bed. But I still think he's, he's a great pick for this uh, golf course. My second pick is going to be Laurie Cantor, actually. Um, so you can say, fair enough, I'm sticking to the kind of top of the bedding here. But um, Were you, you Sam, route? I, that's that's a shocking, um, but yeah, I just think those two, you know, they, uh, I think as you said, after the whole major situation, you know, Wallace at nine to one is absolutely r- r- ridiculous to to me. Um, not that Horsefield is that much better at our twelves, but um, yeah, no, I I think look, I think they both played well this year. Obviously, uh, Horsefield has fallen off a bit uh, as of late. Um, but I do think that those two are, are decent bets this week. And, you know, I just didn't like the rest of the field. And to be honest with you, in terms of the PGA and stuff, I just don't like betting that big after after majors because you really don't know who's going to show up. But I think Sam Horsfield has something to prove. And I think Laurie, Laurie Cantor would also go well this week. Yeah, I mean, Horsfield can't keep playing as shite as he has been the last four you weeks. Would, so you would, you would hope so. It has something has to turn from it's very I just said Jack Senior 90 to 1 in the time I just spoke he's after getting caught to 66 to 1 which is Jesus, fucking that? live listeners bizarre. I was gonna I must have a speaker on my, on that's my it, the uh, live the live fucking podcast that's fucking is, that's is very it? strange you're moving uh, Marcus chief crashing the market yeah, huh? exactly uh, the other two boys I just spotted that are playing one of them Vincent Norman my boy from the Irish Open the young young Swedish kid I wouldn't put anyone off backing him and Jack Kreisvik is playing as well this week. Who's uh, uh, your boy? Yeah, he he's one of the golfers that I just keep getting drawn to any time he plays. Re- like really, really good player, but just inconsistent. So he'll he'll tear up a golf course one week and he'll do a Sam Horsfield on it and miss the cut the next week. So hard to know what you're gonna get from him. But yeah, those two catch the eye as well as Jack Senior. But yeah, I won't be won't be getting involved with much. Uh, any thoughts yourself, Donny, on the Casino no, Open? Um- I'm, I I really do like that shout on Jack Senior actually because that is a very head turning price given his recent form. Um, the one uh, guy that I just want to mention, it's not a pick at all, but it's interesting to see that uh, John Murphy, um, from Kinsale who played Walker Cup, um, representing Great Britain and Ireland, he's in the field this week. He's two hundred and fifty to one. For some reason, he didn't play the Irish Open. His his partner in the Walker Cup um, Mark Power actually played but I just would keep an eye on him at 250 to 1, hopefully he goes well it's also interesting that um, 
a leading light from a few years ago that kind of never really kicked on. Gavin Moynihan's also in the field this week. He's 300 to 1. Um, just two Irish guys that I will keep a keen interest um, on how they do for the week, but absolutely not picks. If you were going to corner me for a pick, I would like to take a little dip on last week's silver medal winner, Matthias Smith, who's now just turned pro. Um, playing very well, played extremely well at uh, Royal St. George's. He's 70 to 1. But again, it's not a pick. It's just yeah, a... Full of confidence, the guy, anyway. I wonder, can we get a price on Gareth Bale to win if, if, <laughs> if he's teeing up? Probably, I'd probably take Gareth Bale over Sam Horsfield myself. But, <laughs> uh, I wonder, is there a little match bet that we can do? That's actually fair funny. Um, uh, so, cracking over then to the, the US. Are you even not to win here, Brew, or are you doing that on the, the PGA? Uh, do you know what? I'll actually save that for the, the, for the, for, for the PGA. Okay. I'll take Sam Horsfield as my not win just to, <laughs> just to be a prick. Um, so yeah, hopping over to the PGA then. Uh, we're in Minnesota this this time around for the 3M Open. It's a TPC Twin Cities golf course, 7,431 yard par 71. So a bit of a big boy course. The, it's been around for two years, the tournament. Uh, 2019 was the first year. It was won by Matty Wolf on 21 under par. And uh, third PGA Tour start. That was, and I remember that well because that tournament was obscene. Because, um, oh, somebody drained an eagle putt down the stretch really late in the game, just ahead of Matt Wolf, and put maximum pressure on him. And Matt Wolf went up and knocked in an eagle putt of his own straight after, and it was real grandstand stuff. Unreal. Is it a par five to finish? Is it? I think it might be 17. Um, Someone, someone, someone rattled in an eagle putt, and I think got a shot ahead of Wolf, and Wolf went ahead and um, knocked in his own. Gotcha. Um, um, but yeah, and then last year was won by Michael Thompson at twenty-one under par. So it's another similar to the last couple of tournaments of so the John Deere and, and the Barbasol. We're probably looking at a, I would say, an eighteen to twenty-four under type of score. So you need to, you need to be a scorer. You need to make putts if you want to contend this week. Really good field, actually, considering that the boys just finished up a lot of them on uh, on Sunday and then flying over uh, to, to Minnesota. So you have DJ heading the market at 7-1, to one, who, who's notorious for pulling out late in these types of events, and then the market gets completely blown wide open because the, the heavy favourite is gone. So it might be worthwhile getting your bets on early just in case DJ does decide to to pull out. Uh, you got Tony Finau and Louis Ustazen at 14-1, to one, Paddy Reid, 18-1, to one, Bobby Mack, 25-1, to one. Uh, Cameron Tringale, 25 to 1, which seems massively short. Uh, and then you got Garcia, Wolf, and Grio at 33s. And uh, that is, pretty- sorry, can I just say that is so offensive that Cameron Tringale, who's never won the PGA Tour, is a shorter price than Matthew Wolf, who's won this tournament. On the and PGA. Sergio as well. That's offensive. Yeah. No offense fuck, to Cameron Tringale. Fuck you, My God. Yeah. Come on. So, yeah, Donny, why don't you? Start us off. Why don't you get the, the wheels back on track and pick us a winner? I'm How many picks do you have? Incidentally, just going back to what happened in 2019, the guy who hit his who hit the eagle that Matt Wolf followed him was Bryson, and the oh. top three that week was Matthew Wolf at 21 under, Bryson at 20, and a young lad by the name of Colin Morikawa, who I'm pretty sure was. 
Never very, heard very early into his PGA Tour career. Good player, is he? <laughs> Brew, do you want to stop that and we'll just start because there's only a couple of minutes on the clock. Yeah, no problem, lad. Yeah, so 3M, um, I had a look at some trends. Um, as Steve mentioned, um, it came back. Oh, sorry, it's been TPC Twin Cities the last couple of years. Um, it is a birdie fest. Um, there's water in play on this golf course in 15 holes. And what was an interesting stat was, despite the fact it's a birdie fest, it actually ranks fourth on the number of double bogeys or worse on the PGA Tour. So when guys make a mess of it, they make a mess because they go in the drink. So there's only three holes on the course that don't uh, have water on them. Um, and there's also there's three par fives and all of them are 590 yards or longer. So this is a bomber's course. So in terms of key stats, I'm having a look at three this week. Driving distance, we're definitely after bombers. Strokes gained on approach, um, hugely important. Uh, Matt, Matt Wolf was exceptional in this stat a couple of years ago. I think he gained 11 strokes on the field, strokes gained approach, something crazy like that. And then obviously you need to put well around here if there's going to be a lot of birdies. So um, first pick is Cam Davis at 33 to 1. Aussie. So he won very recently in the Rocket Mortgage. Um, interesting fact about Cam Davis, he is he has the most eagles on the PGA Tour this season with 16. Um, I think there's going to be eagles to be had. Even though these parafoils are long, um, they're actually gettable, surprisingly enough. So he was tied 12th here in 2020, Cam Davis was. In terms of his season statistics, he's 17th in driving distance, so he sends it out there fairway. 29 strokes gained uh, off the tee. Really solid all around. So he's 64th in putting. Doesn't take much to move the dial and be top 10 there. And then he's he's top 15 strokes gained on approach as well. So he took last week off. He now knows what it is to be a PGA Tour winner. 33 to 1 is a little bit short, but I do really like him this week, thanks to his length off the tee and his ability to go low. Second pick is a favorite of Steve's, and he might have them as well. I'm going for Emiliano Brio, 35 to 1. I really like this guy. I, I backed him in the Masters a couple of times a few years ago. So he was tied 12th last week at the Open, which is good form. Um, and it's good to see because he had three straight missed cuts a little earlier in the season. Um, so he's sort of coming back to form. In terms of uh, playing at Twin Cities, he didn't play in 2019, but he was tied third behind Michael Thompson last year. And he shot 64-65 on the weekend, which was really eye-catching. Really good all around. He's, aside from being a little bit streaky with the putter, like he's 112th in putting this week. But if you consider that Morikawa was 172nd, you know how quickly that can turn around. In terms of ball striking, he is elite. 12th in strokes gained approach this season, 15 greens regulation. And he was one of eight golfers to gain one and a half shots in the versus the field last year. Um, yeah, he, great pick, Donny. He's uh, he's like a more coward's little brother. You know what I mean? He's same golfer. He nice. can he, he can hit the ball well. He can bomb it if he needs to. But he just he just can't putt. And if as you said, if he does a more cow on and shows up, he will win. I don't think there's any question about it. But he I just agree. doesn't. He I'm, just doesn't do it. That's the problem. I am very very surprised that he won the Fries.com Open in 2016, his first PGA Tour title, and 
up until now, it's his only PGA Tour title. If you'd have told me that five years ago, I wouldn't have believed you because he's such a good player. Um, 35 to 1, I like that price as well. Um, he would probably be my headline pick of the four this week. So yeah, Emiliano Grillo at 35 to 1. Next up, 50 to 1 shot Luke List in really, really good form. So he was tied fifth at the Barbasol. He actually had a really good chance to win. He didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't really on it on Sunday and he kind of got usurped a little bit. But he was fifth last week. And then the week before he was fourth at the John Deere. And um TPC Deer Run is a very similar track to this in terms of birdies, in terms of scoring, in terms of where the opportunities are. Luke List was fourth last week in strokes gained on approach, which I really, really like. He's another guy who bombs it. So this season, he's sixth in driving distance. So he sends it out there. Um, a sort of commonality with our picks is, you know, like the guy needs to put well to win. He's not a very good putter. Um, so he was actually 65th in strokes gained putting last week, despite coming fifth. Um, he hasn't put well for quite a while. It is a concern, but a positive for him is he's fifth in Eagles made this season. So he just has two less than Cam Davis of 14. And I think there's Eagles to be had this week. So that's Luke List at 50 to 1. Really, really in form and a really good price for what he's done the last two weeks. Last pick is purely a heart pick. Doesn't have much form to speak of, even though he's a winner in the PGA Tour this season. 200 to 1, KH Lee, who won the Byron Nelson at 25 under par. So he knows how to go low. Um, what I really like about KH Lee, he's taking some time off. He's a new dad. We love new the new daddy bounce. When a guy, uh, we love that statistic about first time dads and winning PGA Tour events and it being a, a bit of a multiplier effect. So he hasn't played since the Travelers. Um, he might be a bit rusty, but a 200 to 1 and fresh off uh, his life changing for a very positive reason. Um, I'm absolutely happy to have a little go on KH Lee. So Honestly. there we're four. Just to recap, we've got Cam Davis, 33 to 1, Emiliano Grio at 35s, Luke List at 50 to 1, and KH Lee at 200 to 1. I like that a lot. Nice. I have uh, I have two picks myself, but I'd probably just throw KH Lee in there just because you sold me on him at 200 to 1. I'll have a that new dad bounce. We got a yeah, couple, couple of pennies each way on him. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I have two picks this week. The, the main thing I've been focusing on, kind of gone a little bit away from being very stat heavy this week. I've really been focusing on uh, the FedEx Cup rankings and trying to figure out who's in and around that 125. So just to explain it for anyone that doesn't know, the FedEx Cup every year uh, starts with the Northern Trust Open and the top 125 ranked golfers in the season-long FedEx Cup uh, basically get into that tournament and have a chance to win $10 million at the end of the Tour Championship, um, which is it's basically why you take part in the PGA Tour season to make this race. So the last three, four weeks of the season, which are into now, always really exciting because there's, there's a handful, usually about 10 to 15 players who are just inside and just outside that magic 125 number uh, that really have to put their head down and play and, and get either a win or a top 10 finish to, to move up the leaderboard in, in some sort of positive way. So my two picks are very much based on that. So my first pick is one of my, one of my old favorites, I'd say, uh, who hasn't been in great form lately, but is still just a, a really classy player and arguably one of the, the classier players in the field. Uh, and that's Gary Woodland at 60 to one. So he's been struggling for the last couple of months. 
Uh, he it's not been all doom and gloom for him. So he has a, a top ten in April, a top ten in May, a top fifteen in May. So he, he's put together some decent rounds, um, but just hasn't been able to consistently bring his his A game. So he's sitting right now at one hundred and twenty seven in the FedEx Cup, and he's just far too good of a player not to uh, get involved in that that one twenty five. So expecting him to kind of knuckle down and, and come out with a big performance this week. Uh, in terms of stats, he's 10th in driving distance. He's top 60 on approach as well. So he definitely has the game without doubt. And he's a US Open champion and beat Brooks down the stretch um, down in, in Pebble Beach a couple of years ago. So definitely has it. Classy player, just the case of if his head is in the right space, if he's injury free, uh, which I'm assuming he is. Missed the cut last week at the Open. Shot three over par after two rounds, which isn't a horrendous score. Uh, so headline pick Gary Woodland 60 to 1 and then my second pick is Ryan Moore at 55 to 1 so Ryan Moore five-time winner on the PGA Tour he's sitting 137 in the FedEx Cup rankings right now so definitely within touch and distance and he's just really starting to play um the last couple of weeks so he's had a pretty quiet season uh, until a couple of weeks ago where he finished second at the John Deere Classic might have had a chance of winning if Lucas Glover didn't go out on a, a tear and, and take it off him. Um, but he was 12th here last year as well. So he has course form, good recent form. Um, he was He's second on tour for driving accuracy um, over the, the, the season. So he'd be playing from the, the fairway quite a lot. To be honest, it's, it's generally the other parts of his game. So his approach play and his putting, that let him down. So... The positive for him is that last time he played, he was 11th for putting and he was 15th for approach. So if he can do a repeat of that um, on the putting front and the approach front, and obviously his accuracy is going to be there um, without doubt this week, I think he could he could feature and, and he is a closer as well, as I said, with winning five times. So um, again, not not the most glamorous of picks, but he's just a, a real steady, steady Eddie type of golfer. Um, so yeah, my two picks, Woodland uh, 60 to one and Ryan Moore. 55 to 1. I did have Grio as well, but I stuck to, uh, I was sticking to the FedEx Cup rankings angle. So that's why I took him last off the shortlist. But uh, I'll be sick to see him win now on, on Sunday when I, I scratch him off the list. But I got to yeah. say, that's a, that's a very compelling angle. Um, it is. And I'm, because uh, I'm, I'm having a look at the schedule. So you've got the Olympics next week, which is, you know, taking some of the top names and yeah. there's no PGA Tour event next week. And then you've got the, St. Jude World Golf Championship, which I'm yep. sure has major implications for the FedEx race. And then it's the Wyndham Championship. So after this week, there's only two more chances to get yourself in that top 125. Exactly, so, yeah. So if you're a Gary Woodland who's looking at the field and someone like him or Ryan Moore, where the boys probably aren't. I know Woodland was over in the Open as well, but I just think there's a big chance there. I think not that no, not that any golfer is going to be unmotivated to, to play at a tournament, but it's just I, I like guys having extra motivation it's and really good scrapping. Angle. Yeah, it's a really good angle, and and I think someone like Woodland, who is as you say a far better golfer, to be scraping to get in. He's had exactly really yeah. severe injury problems to the point where he couldn't. Was it was it his wrist or was, I, I can't remember the specifics Def, of definitely back, but I think he had a wrist going on. I think he just had a a whole host of problems going on with the guy yeah, so yeah. hopefully he's all like i don't know how fit he is to be honest i'm assuming he's fine but uh 
I, I think he's he's just starting to get back from from the. I think he probably always has those niggling injuries. But what we'll do, we'll uh, we'll throw up a picture of the FedEx Cup rankings on our on our Twitter uh, at Finders Fairway on Twitter. We'll throw up a a picture of our the the FedEx Cup rankings how they are now, so you can kind of decide yourself. Especially around one ten to one forty. Yeah. Who at the who's in at the bubble that catches your eye that, that has some form that's playing well because those are the guys to, to really focus on particularly for this week anyway and maybe in um, what tournament the Wyndham you said is it is is three weeks time yeah Wyndham's yeah. after the St Jude and then it's the Northern Trust and then you're yeah. into the yeah so we'll throw something up on there so you can pick pick people out for yourself as well if you if you don't like our picks think we're talking shite. Oh, we're definitely talking shite. Oh, yeah, that, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. Another yeah. guy actually who is 124 is Ricky Fowler right now oh. as well. So oh. there's some incentive for him. 40 to 1, I think. See, they just they won't give you a price on him because of his, where his ceiling is. They're yeah. never going to give you a price. And I picked him recently. I think did, yeah. 50s. Um, yeah. You're just not going to get a price on Ricky, unfortunately. You, you kind of can't touch him. He's starting to come back, isn't he? He showed didn't he make the cut at the open? There. He's getting there. Well, he's he's of all the majors, I always thought Ricky Feller's best chance at winning a major was going to be the open. Um, because he 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 can be a fantastic putter. He's also has that sort of penetrating ball flight that can deal with the wind. Um and I mean he's got great form in the open, but he does. maybe in still the future. Time. Yeah, still time for him. Maybe in the future. Cool. Any other business? I actually just wanted to bring up one last topic. And I, I've had a long, hard think about this for the last few days. And I got a few opinions over the weekend. And I think we've come to a consensus. And Donnie, you can give us your yay or nay. But for Steve's forfeit, it's dragged on way too long now. Yes. And I think we have a little, a little tournament coming up here over in Toronto that we're organizing. A little mini Ryder Cup between us all. And I thought to myself, that's the perfect time for Steve to lose forfeit. So... It's pretty straightforward. And I think we, we leave it up to Steve or maybe yourself, Donnie, whoever you think. Now, I'm not being too harsh on you for Steve, first of all. We said it was six times you had to do something. So I think either the oh yeah. Oh yeah. After you tee off six times and or you have to use your driver instead of a putter. But the putt has to be more than three feet. Obviously, you don't have to measure it, but you know yourself. Okay. So what do we think? I, I let me, let me ponder that for you, Brew. I'll I'll think on it. I think I'm actually busy that weekend now. I don't think I can, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go on it at all. I don't think I can make it. Yeah, so I'm just this <laughs> yeah. game up. Um, and it's perfect because we can make sure that the lads take videos of it for like mm. for like proof for our IG page. Perfect, so, isn't it? It's perfect. Perfect. Gotta get, gotta get them with the oh yeah for me. I think but, it's the oh yeah as well. Not even close. Not even close. Well, I'll be I'll be hammered the whole weekend, so I could I'll, I'll do what you want. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What day? What day do you have in your little mini Ryder Cup? That sounds. I'm actually good at that. I'm missing that. Mm. Uh, when is it, bro? It's like the, it's the 16th, 17th. It's the sorry, 18th of August because that's the week I'm in Boston, so that's why I can't go. Oh um, yeah, I forgot you can't go. So it's unfortunate, but I apart from me, there'll be lots of lads there, lots of chances to uh, get an old video of Steve shouting, "Oh yeah!" Off. Oh off yeah, we'll box so. We'll have, we'll have no problem having willing participants to make Steve look like it. I'm sure there's a big, big lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll be up for that. And yeah, bar that. Oh, yeah, also, I just wanted to say, so my do not win for this week um, will we'll, uh, be 
uh, Mr. Louis Oosthuizen because th- this is the week that he's probably going to come back and win now. Don't think he will, though. So that's my opinion. It's ballsy yet again, but so far the ballsy picks have come off for me. So Louis Oosthuizen will not win yep. at the 3M Championship. Yeah, so um, just to wrap up, I suppose I'll give you mine. And mine, if this goes wrong, <laughs> I, th- I swear to God, if this will not win, wins, I think I'm going to have to give up this podcast. Tony Fino. That would be hilarious. His first, first breakthrough you know, in, a, in a proper Puerto event. Rico Open. Nobody cares. No offense yeah. to the Puerto Rico Open. It barely counts. Isn't that, isn't that played the week of the US Open or the week of one of the majors? Yeah. Anyway. He hasn't won. Oh, lads, I can't wait for Fino to He's win. Come on, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Just very lastly, Brew, can we put out a, a Twitter uh, poll and say, does Donny deserve to do a forfeit for his Morikawa miscaught and speed double and, and see what they say? Because I, yeah. I think we'll get a lot of yeses for that. I, I think, think, that, I think, think that's, that, that is, is a fair point. Is that worse than saying Victor Hovland won't win the German oh, Open at 13 to 2? I would say absolutely. This is I'd say this it's is 10 blue. times worse. So we'll put it up it's on Twitter. Get... To be fair, the lads did say both of his fucking I funky multiple, bets were completely Who's yeah. going to say no multiple to that poll? Well, that's, that's Twitter, baby. Maybe you, Donnie. You, you can vote saying no. You can yeah. put it up and change your, your personal one and click no. So then it might, you know, get people now. But it's going to yeah. be well, yes by a landslide. I'm, I'm about to have more fake Twitter accounts than a Bangladeshi click farm <laughs> if that poll goes up. <laughs> what a way to end. Oh, brilliant. But I should and Sam Horsfield. Sam Horse does mine not to win. Yeah, fair. So um next week when you both have to do forfeits, um it'll be it'll be a good laugh. But Beautiful. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll 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 be back next week for the old Olympics, the old picks. See what's we'll see what we fancy there. And uh yeah, sure, we will leave it there, lads. Thanks again for joining. Can I say one final thing? I know we've said loads of one final thing. Just one last thing. Go on to our Twitter. Have a look at the golf course that they're playing on next week. It's a cookie cutter Augusta. It's unreal, isn't it? It looks insane. The greenest grass I've ever seen. And it is like a billion miles away from... They played in a field, a flooded field in Brazil. Brazil, not exactly well known for its golfing, you know, heritage or golf courses. And it's night and day. This golf course in Japan looks insane. So do check that out. Perfect. And I go on, lads, we will leave it there. And thanks again. We will see you again next week. See you, boys. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot. So why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.